Hey there, Easy Ager. Guess what we're talking about today? Yeah, difficult or estranged family members. Hoo-hoo! Yeah, I know, but you know, when you hit midlife, sometimes there's just an uncomfortableness inside of you when you think of these people. You know, should I reach out to them if we haven't talked for many years? Should I have a talk with them? Should, should I just get over it and, you know, tolerate them at family gatherings? I mean, these are things to think about. And while I can't tell you what to do because you're a grown-up and you can make your own decisions, I'm just going to give you some things to think about so you can figure out what next steps are right for you. All right, you ready to do this? So open your ears and open your hearts. We're gonna have some good stuff today. Let's go. Hey there, welcome to the Easy Aging Show. My name is Michelle Zavala and I'm your Easy Aging Expert. This is a place to help you navigate midlife with grace and ease, whether you want to get clear on your purpose, find your joy, rediscover your identity, or just get unstuck from where you are right now. If you're ready for a lighthearted approach and fun-sized actions to help you get your groove back, no matter what's going on in this world of ours, you're definitely in the right place. So grab a cup of joe or a glass of the red and kick back, because your glory days are just getting started. All right, so before we get started today, I wanted to remind you to go pick up your free gift at theeasyagingshow.com. I think you're going to love it. So... Today, we are talking about communicating with family members, with relatives that maybe we see once or twice a year. And this normally happens during the holidays. However, this information can be helpful to you any time of the year. So whether it's grandma who's hard of hearing or Uncle Fred who calls himself <laughs> the king of pun. You know, we all have those relatives, right? Or whether it's cousin Mildred, you know, and maybe she never forgave you for beating her out for cheerleading. You know, there was one spot left on the cheerleading squad and you got it. We have a mishmash of relatives and family members and blended families that, whew, communicating with them can bring up some old feelings and some unresolved issues. Now there's a phrase that says, the meanings are in people, not in words. This has never been truer than at family gatherings, I can assure you. So if you listened to episode eight, hint, hint, if you haven't, go back and listen, please. In that episode, I talked all about meanings and the fact that the, we all have meanings that live inside of us. And at the end of it, I gave you a fun-sized action, a little exercise to do so you could figure out what meanings live inside of you and if they're still relevant. Because sometimes we attach meanings to facts we attach meanings to experiences when we're young and they may have served us well then, but maybe they're not serving us anymore. Maybe it's time to change those. So go back and listen to that episode, do the exercise and really start exploring and investigating the meanings that live inside of you. So here's an example of one word that has a lot of different meanings. Whether you're driving, whether you're doing something else, that's fine, but I'm going to say a word and I want you to commit to a picture in your head, the very first thought that you have, okay? So the word is fly, F-L-Y. All right, you got your picture? Now, if we were sitting in a room together, I am pretty confident that we would get a lot of different answers. There's gonna be the group that answers fly. Oh, that's an airplane, that's a helicopter, that could even be a drone. 
Then we have another group who's going to say, oh, it's the fly, you know, the insect that gets in your house that you have a fly swatter for, or it's a butterfly, or it's birds. And then there's a whole other group that says, oh, it's kites, it's parachutes, it's paper airplanes. So do you see how one word can have so many different meanings? And the meaning is inside of each of us. It's not out there. We can look in the dictionary, but we automatically associate a picture with these meanings without even thinking, without giving it a moment's thought, right? Meanings can also be in experiences. We all bring our own perspective to every experience and attach a meaning accordingly. Even two siblings in the same household can attach very different meanings to the same experience. For example, when I was four years old, my mother took my brother and I to Summer Children's Theater. Ooh, that was so exciting. From the moment the curtain went up, I was mesmerized by every single detail of Rapunzel's story. Oh my gosh, even to this day, I can tell you all the colors and what Rapunzel was wearing and what the castle looked like and the colors that were in the, the vegetable garden. And I could go detail by detail because I was so amazed. So I quickly fell in love with live theater and this experience was so pivotal for me. It was so rich, it was so amazing. And it was significant because it was the moment I knew that I would be an actor. At four years old, I didn't even know what it meant. I didn't even know what it looked like. All I knew was I would point to the stage and say, yeah, I'm gonna be doing that. Now this is important because later on in my life, I did become an actor. I became a stage actor. Oh, and I love that so much. And then I became a voice actor. And I love that even more because I didn't have to wear makeup. And then I incorporated improv acting. I became an improv actor. And I love that just as much, if not more than the other two, because you didn't have to go to rehearsal. I moved this acting gig into my business model. And I was a professional actor for many, many years. One Thanksgiving, we were sitting around the table after dinner and I told my family about my first theater experience and what a significant moment this was for me and how it affected me so incredibly deeply. I was just like, oh, and of course, being an actor, I might've been a little dramatic about it. <laughs> and then my brother looked a little bit puzzled and he paused for a moment. He said, we went to children's theater? <laughs> so that's the perfect example, two children in the same household, having the same experience, and yet they walk away with two completely different perspectives and attach two completely different meanings to that same experience. One of the big things you can do before any family gathering, before the holidays or not, whenever you're getting together for whatever reason, you can decide in advance how you're going to be responding to this relative. I mean, you're going to more than likely see the relative that you don't like, that you don't get along with, and they push your buttons. But as you learned in episode eight, you're able to see how the meanings you attach to the facts are affecting you. Understanding why it bugged you in the first place is gonna help you release it a little bit. So you can become more aware of it, be aware when you're getting triggered, <laughs> and just really start looking at, well, was that really worth all the energy that I put toward that? Now, when you start evaluating these meanings on a deeper level, you may find out that some of them were so trivial. I mean, maybe it was something to happen to you in second grade. <laughs> and then you're thinking, oh, well, that's a little embarrassing. Time to let that one go, right? But if the event was bigger or more serious, you have to decide whether it warrants a conversation or not. 
Maybe you want an apology from them. Or just as importantly, maybe you need to apologize to them. And maybe that's why they trigger you so much is because you know, in the back of your mind, you know you need to give them an apology because you know you did them wrong. But you really need to decide what's right for you and whether you're going to have a conversation about it or not. Whether or not you take the leap into a conversation is up to you, and it really does depend on the individual situation and the seriousness of the offense. Now, I want to specifically say here that if this person abused you in any way, if this person was violent toward you and you have not talked to someone, I would highly encourage you to go speak to a licensed professional counselor or a therapist. This therapist is going to help you get clear on where you are right now and what your next steps will be. And that's an exceptionally important part of having some resolution to all this. So that's what happens if you see the person at a family gathering. But what happens if you're estranged? What if you don't speak at all and many years have passed? It is a little tough to reach out after so much time has passed, but a lot of it gets down to one thing, and that's you deciding you deciding that it's worth it to get over the hump in this relationship. Someone needs to break the ice. As Dr. Phil says, every story needs a hero and you can be that hero for this story. Amazon Prime has a great series called Goliath and it's with Billy Bob Thornton as the main character. There's a scene in season four where he's talking with a guy who's taking a picture of a dog and they're having this conversation. So why are you taking a picture of the dog? And the guy says, oh, I take pictures of dogs and send them to my kids. Billy Bob Thornton's character is very intrigued by this because currently he and his daughter are estranged. They don't even speak at all. And at the end of the series, they show him taking a picture of a dog. So you know he's going to be following through on that. He's going to be sending pictures of dogs to his daughter because he has no idea how to talk with her. He has no idea how to reach her after all this time. Now for you, it may be a dog or it may not but maybe you can start thinking about sending a meme. Maybe you can send something from childhood like, hey, I saw this and I thought of you. Remember when the time when mom got mad at us and blah, 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 you know, you can go in that direction. But this is the important part to understand when you do this. It is incredibly important that you understand why you're doing this. You are doing this to break the ice with this particular relative, right? You want to have an ongoing relationship with this person and you haven't spoken in a while. And you're doing it because your heart knows it's the right thing to do. And sometimes we do the right thing simply because it's the right thing to do. The reality is this person may not respond to you. That's not the point. The point is you're following your own heart. You know this, you already know this. I'm not telling you anything new. Right now, your heart may be agreeing with every single thing I'm saying, but your ego and your pride is resisting. So the big question for you is, what road are you going to take? Are you going to allow more time to go on without talking to this person? Because if COVID has taught us anything, it has taught us that tomorrow is not guaranteed. Tomorrow has never been guaranteed, but COVID brought that to light. Don't miss an opportunity to reconcile. Don't miss an opportunity to have a relationship with a person you used to love, with a person who you were close to. Keep at it. They may not respond and that's okay. You're doing what's right for you. You're trying, you're giving it your best shot. You're putting forth an effort there. And at some point they're going to see that and they're going to appreciate it, even if they don't respond. Because my friends, the bottom line here is we want to live our lives without regrets. 
we have to have those hard conversations. We have to put ourselves out there. We have to sometimes take a risk if we want to have a relationship with certain people. Until you take that one small action, you're not going to know if that's even possible, right? Because relationships are the spice of life. They are the essence of who we are and what we're about. So why would you let your ego stop you from having a relationship with this person? If that meant your life was going to be more fulfilling and more joyful and more peaceful, please don't let any more time go on. You can take a first step today. And that step is deciding, deciding what you want in your life, deciding if you want this person in your life, whether it's a family member you see occasionally at family gatherings or whether it's someone you're estranged from who you haven't spoken to in years. Maybe that person's just waiting for you right now. Maybe they're really wanting you in their life, but they don't know how to get started. You take the first step. You be the hero for this story. And you be confident in knowing that if this is what your heart is telling you to do, it's the right thing. So that's it for today. Just a little something to think about as we move into the holiday season. Don't forget to pick up your gift at theeasyagingshow.com. And until next time, peace love, and blessings to you and yours. Take care. Bye-bye. Hi, it's me again. If this podcast has encouraged or inspired you in some way, I would be honored if you would leave a written review of the show on Apple Podcasts. This is the stuff that makes me oh so very, very happy. So thank you in advance for doing this for me. Also, I would love it if you would screenshot this or your review and share it in your Facebook feed. Then you can tag me at the Michelle Zavala. And then, of course, I always want to hear from you. So let's connect in my free Facebook group. Just look for it under Easy Aging Within Facebook, or you can DM me. I'll see you back here soon. Until next time, have a refreshing and peaceful day.